Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we chat with Kelly Moore as training camp for the Winnipeg Jets draws closer, as well as Susan Lambu from Sport Manitoba to talk about National Coaches Week. That's all on the podcast. Moving along now to our first guest tonight, as this week is National Coaches Week. Here to tell us more about what Sport Manitoba has planned to honor those who step up and help out in sport is Susan Lambu, the manager of Sport Manitoba's coaching department. Susan, first of all, tell us why it's important to recognize coaches with a week like this. Well, I would love to say that we recognize coaches all the time, but the amount of work and time they put into developing athletes in Manitoba is huge. They kind of volunteer their time, they time away from families, and they put a lot of um, effort into coaching the athletes here. And we'd love to say thank you for everything that they do. And so what does Sport Manitoba have planned for this week? Okay, so we have a variety of different things going on. There are a number of free courses going on. Um, things like maximizing coach mental health well-being, which is happening um, on the 21st tomorrow. We have a number of Make Ethical Decisions, part of the NCCP program. And then there is a ton of uh, free uh, e-learning modules as well. We also have Managing Conflict, different things like that that we're offering. And this is available to all coaches in the province? All coaches in the province, all they have to do is contact us and we'll get them registered. Why do you feel it's important for people in positions of of coaching to expand their toolbox, so to speak? Well, lifelong learning is important. Um, Things within sport, things within life don't just kind of just stay as is. Things change. New initiatives come out, uh, new ways of doing things. And there's always a really good opportunity for coaches to get the latest information out there that will help um, get their athletes to that next level. And there's some incredible information that helps them get their athletes to the next level, but also helps them as coaches develop into uh, more well-rounded coaches. How many coaches would you say there are in Manitoba? We have over 14,000 Wow. registered coaches. And I think there's probably more out there that may not be registered, but, um, and almost 90, at least 99, 90% of people are volunteering their time. Now, when you say registered, uh, what register, what database is that in? Do you have to register to be a coach? So they would be part of their provincial sport organization. Got it. Okay. So yeah, that is kind of, we, the provincial sport organization, organizations provide us with numbers so that's the numbers that we get but we do know that there's people that don't always register and they just help out for kind of with their son or daughter's you know mini soccer team or things like that why do people get into coaching from your experience um a lot of times it is a parent saying um you know what without that you know me providing some volunteer time here my child may not be able to participate in sport But it is also for, you know, people that want to give back to the sport that maybe they loved growing up, that they had a great experience from, you know, a phenomenal coach that they had. And they wanted to give back to athletes and provide some opportunities for um, some athletes to experience sport like they did. And then sometimes it's for people that kind of, you know, maybe they have gone through their career, 
finished and wanted to, again, give back to sport because they are retired from their career and they want to have something else to do so they can get back into coaching that way. So you've got coaches of all ages then? We do. We do. Um, Some of the youngest coaches, you know, may not be registered as coaches, but there are people that, you know, within high school or middle school that are giving back to elementary school to help out the kids kind of that are younger than them. And then, as you mentioned, on the other side of the spectrum, people that may be retired or they're helping out their grandkids or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. We have all ages and all ages are always welcome to uh, come and coach. So you've got some uh, some events at the Sport Manitoba coaching office as well this week. A respect in sport training tomorrow. You've got uh, dollars and donuts, Q&A's on coaching grants on Thursday and a sport movie day on Friday. Tell me more about these events. You bet. Tomorrow people can come down and we have some cookies available, but they can come down and uh, learn how to navigate their lockers. So in coaching world, um, once they take a course, they get put into this Coaching Association of Canada locker. Um, And a lot of people don't understand how to navigate it. So they can come down and take a look at it. Um, Or if they, you know, Respect in Sport is a required uh, course for all coaches in Manitoba and we can help them navigate through that tomorrow. Then on Thursday, we have Dollars and Donuts, where a lot of people don't know that we have funds to help them get their coach education. So we will be going over all the different kinds of grants that we have uh, from at the provincial level all the way down to the community level. And then on Friday, we are going to be showing some fun sport coaching movies and providing popcorn. So people can come down and just Take a look at our resource center because we have tons of different books and videos that are available and then come enjoy a movie with us. Can you say what movie it's going to be? Well, we're going to be offering a few, so I'm not going to, it's going to be a surprise, but we're going to be having them go all day. Okay. What's your favorite sports movie? Um, I just, um, remember the Titans is always a good one. And, um, oh, well, I love Mighty Ducks too. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Now, when you say Mighty Ducks 2, you mean Mighty Ducks as well and not Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks 2. Mighty Ducks as well. Yes. Yeah, not n- number two. Important distinction as... because Mighty Ducks yes. 2 is not is not great. <laughs> I haven't even seen that one. Yeah, it Iceland the villain, and that's all you need to know Ge- oh, geographically. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyway, uh, we'll <laughs> go back to coaching here. Uh, just from your perspective, how did, did coaches impact your life at any point growing up? They sure did. I've been involved in sport all my life, and um, they provided me the opportunity to actually get some confidence in myself. Um, They saw some things in me that I didn't see myself, and they pushed me to be able to achieve some dreams that I had. I didn't go super far, but I was able to go to nationals and things like that. But they also encouraged me just to do a variety of sports all the way along. Um, And I was able to you know, just really learn a lot about myself and find some incredible friends along the way. And so So I have a, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I have a couple. So Wayne McMahon, uh, who is one of my track and field coaches, he is uh, one of the ones that really pushed me and kind of pushed me outside my comfort zone and, and helped me along the way. And then my, um, my high school teacher, uh, Miss Simpson and um, Addie Ringash. They both were fantastic as well. And so for the coaches who want to take part in all the uh, things you've got going on this week, where do they go for more information? 
They just go to our website, which is uh, sportmanitoba backslash coaching, and everything will be on there. And if I can say one other thing, this isn't just for coaches. This is a time for athletes and parents to say thanks to coaches. So you can nominate a coach that has meant a lot to you for some of our coaching awards for our Night of Champions, or even say thanks to a coach through social media. And how do they do that on social media? They can just uh, tag Sport Manitoba and hashtag thanks coach and just put it out there about you know some of their favorite coaches. Awesome. Well, Susan, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. And uh, let's continue to celebrate coaches. That sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. Winnipeg Jets training camp starting in a couple days as we welcome in the host of Jets Hockey on CGOB, Kelly Moore. Kelly, you excited to cover training camp for the next few weeks? Absolutely. Uh, now ask me in about five or six days from now. <laughs> no, uh, the, the, the one thing that's a little bit different about this training camp, say, compared to you know, covering a football training camp or even spring training in baseball, you, you get those preseason games pretty quickly. Like there's going to be the first on-ice session Thursday, scrimmages Friday and Saturday, and you know, late Sunday afternoon at five o'clock, the puck's drop. Uh, the puck's going to drop at Edmonton, and and the preseason's underway. Uh, and then it'll uh, you know be the, the the lead up to the regular season. Now the team will have a bit of a break uh, in between their final uh, preseason game, October seventh against Calgary. Uh, it'll be uh, you know pretty much a week uh, before they play the home opener against the New York Rangers, and I would imagine there'll be some team bonding and building uh, going on in between all of that. But uh, it, it's going to be busy for the next two and a half weeks. But that you know it, it as I was mentioning on Jets at noon earlier today, Christian, some training camps you go into and you think, why? You know, this guy's going to play here, that guy's going to play there, and so on and so forth. There might be one or two jobs uh, that that could be uh, available. I, I think it's a little bit more wide open going into this one. Not so much in terms of, you know, they're going to rewrite the roster, uh, but I will be very surprised, very interested, rather, to uh, watch the process unfold as to how they go about revamping this roster. Well, as I was talking earlier in the show about Kelly, this team is guided by a new coach and they've already stripped break Blake wheel of the captaincy. It's clear that nothing is going to be guaranteed this year. You're coming into this training camp feeling like you got to earn your spot. Don't you think that's the way the players have to think? Well, and when you look at the respective rosters for team Howard, Chuck and team Steen, you know, for the start of training camp on Thursday, uh, you know, it, it's quite a bit different than it was a year ago. There was a decided, uh, you know, group of uh, AHLers and there were the big boys. Every once in a while, somebody would get the, a, a bone thrown to them and they'd get a chance to, you know, skate with the main group. But for the most part, it was the main group and the other guys. It split right down the middle. I'm kind of curious to see if these will be sort of the rosters uh, the lineups, if you will, for the first two preseason games, Sunday in Edmonton, uh, and then uh, Tuesday uh, a week from, uh, I guess, yeah, it's a week from tonight uh, against the Ottawa Senators. If, you know, say Team Howarchuk is going to play in Edmonton and Team Steen's going to play uh, at home against Ottawa because the, uh, the, the you know, the the way that they, they've set it up, you know, as far as the three goaltenders, eight defensemen and 14 forwards on each team, 
the the NHL talent, at least, is pretty much equally dispersed. And I know you went through the entire lineups uh, earlier on in the show, uh, but when you try to boil it down to potential line combinations on Team Howard, Chuck, you know, you've got Kyle Connor, Mark Shafley, and Nikolai Ehlers is kind of the uh, de facto big three, if you will. Uh, Sam Gagne is also there. So, you know, would he skate with a guy like David Gustafson and maybe have, you know, Jeff Malott? Uh, uh, playing on the left side there. And then you've got Dominic Toninato and you know Brad Lambert coming off a nice performance in Penticton. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, the uh, a threesome of Torgerson, Nikonen, and Reichel. Uh, so it, it's kind of interesting. The one thing I did do, Christian, was I started taking a look at, oh, holy lefty, lefty, lefty. Of the uh, 28 forwards in camp, 18 shoot left there are 10 right-handed shots uh, and even on the defense uh on on team steen six of the eight defensemen are left shots uh and uh, in the camp it's uh as far as uh, defensemen go overall uh, it's it's 10 out of uh, 14 so you know on the on, on team howard chuck you've got it equally uh balanced you've got four righties with four lefties so uh, again, you know, a guy like Nate Schmidt is a right shot, but he prefers playing the left side. So it's not quite as imbalanced as the left, right would indicate. Yeah. Schmidt shoots left plays on the right. Just to, just to clean that up. But yeah, you're yes, right. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's heavily balanced. And that's something we've noticed over the last couple of years, right? Where you had Wheeler and Shifley playing together and like, that was it for left or righties on the front forward part of the roster. Then they got, Sam Gagne or uh, Mason Appleton, and he's a right-handed shot to spread out that a little bit more yeah, for the yeah. for the Jets down the stretch there. But just just looking at the training camp roster here going into Thursday, are there any names that jump out of, uh, to you that have a chance that you know weren't really a part of the starting lineup last year? Maybe got in a few times here and there that could break through and make a case for themselves to be an NHL possibility this year well you know and he arrived with very little fanfare uh, but a guy like kevin stenland he's a big guy uh he has some nhl experience previously with columbus uh you know i i, I think he would be i'm not saying he's going to make the lineup but he stretched the imagination christian but if you're asking for people who have the potential uh to at least catch the coach's eye you know that's one name uh, that certainly, uh, you know, comes to the fore. Uh, you know, you're, you're always looking for size, and especially when it's a guy who can play down the middle, well, that even, uh, you know, helps uh, e- even more so. You know, he d- didn't do much offensively uh, when he was with Columbus, but, you know, 6'4", 218. Uh, Morgan Barron wasn't with the team for the start of last year. Uh, but he is certainly a guy that I think uh, has a lot to gain from this camp, especially if he can springboard off a, you know, a, a nice audition for those final 14 games and then a real strong playoff for the Manitoba Moose against the Milwaukee Admirals. And then on the back line, you know, uh, uh, Kyle Copibianco is a, a, a guy that could be of some interest as well. You know, he, he, he was able to get some valuable playing time with the Arizona Coyotes. And again, you know, it's going to be tough to crack that defense, but if anybody slips, yeah, a guy like that uh, could certainly, you know, push open the door and say, hey, uh, check me out. 
You know, he's not that big. He's 6'1", 198, but a decent size. And for a defense that doesn't have a lot of uh, meaty type players, if you will, uh, perhaps there's always the potential for a guy like that. You know, even if it's not to start the season, Christian, uh, even if it's to make a favorable impression on a new coaching staff and when injuries hit, and if you've carried that on into, you know, playing the American Hockey League, you know, you're always waiting to be that next man up when you're a bubble guy. Well, we saw last year injuries, COVID, there were there were needs for extra players for the Winnipeg Jets going down the stretch last year. In terms of the depth, how do you feel they stack up going into training camp this year compared to last year? Well, it, it, and here's the thing. If you knew uh, going into last year what we know now, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd have a different answer to it. Last year, I thought they were in really good shape. I don't think I'm the only person there uh, that would uh, admit that. I thought, uh, you know, that the, this was a hockey club that was going to do some damage. I still think they're a little thin up front. I think that uh, uh, depending on uh, what kind of an, what kind of an impression, rather, uh, that a Vili Hainala, uh, that a Dylan Samberg uh, can make, uh, then perhaps the Jets will look at uh, at the excess of defensemen that they have and, and possibly, you know, shore up what they have at front. But I think I think they want to see, though, Christian, first off, can guys like Morgan Barron and Christian Reichel and David Gustafson in particular uh, get the uh, the job done and, and move the needle forward, uh, you know, as far as what they've been able to accomplish so far? And can a guy like Jansen Harkins, uh, you know, finally uh, deliver on some of the flashes that we have seen. You know, you have to ask the question, is this a guy that was held back uh, by the previous coaching regimes, and will this be uh, a shot of adrenaline for him with a new coaching staff coming in? Because there's times when I think, why isn't Jansen Harkins getting more ice time uh, than he is? And then there are other times where, you know, he's just not been consistent uh, consistent enough, rather, uh, to warrant that. So uh, he he has a great opportunity. So, you know, if, if, if say, two or three of those guys uh, can uh, certainly uh, upgrade their uh, performances, and a guy like Cole Perfetti uh, can uh, take what he learned last year uh, in the limited amount of time that he had as a National Hockey League, or he didn't even play enough games to... Uh, qualify for rookie status so you know I, I think that uh, you know there's there's some opportunity for this team to improve from within uh, and if that happens then there might not be as much of a hurry uh, to to try to add bodies to the pile but uh, you know if there are signs uh, that uh, the the team's going to be vulnerable up front to injuries uh, as you've mentioned, and, and no, certainly Jim Toth and Cam Poitras have on Jets at Noon, uh, come roster deadline day, there are going to be some teams that are going to be that are going to need to be uh, making a deal just to get under the salary cap. I want to get your thoughts on a couple other hockey things before I let you go, Kelly. First of all, Nathan McKinnon signing a monster extension today, twelve point six mil per season. $100,000 more yeah. per season than Connor McDavid. That's not a coincidence, right? That's on purpose. No, he said he wanted to be the highest paid player in the National Hockey League. And, you know, he's he's earned that, I I think. Uh, so, you know, he, he has a Stanley Cup. Connor McDavid does not. 
Austin Matthews does not. John Taveras does not. Uh, who are some of the other guys? I, Artemi Panarin does not. So, you know, he's got the one thing that uh, the uh, four or five other guys that are in that a million dollar range plus uh, don't have. So he's earned that distinction. But <laughs> I can tell you this, Christian, someone else is going to come along that's going to raise that number. You know, Austin Matthews only has two years left on his existing deal. Uh, and uh, certainly he might not have a Stanley Cup, but he's accomplished a, a lot. And when Connor McDavid goes to renew, then, of course, uh, the, the bar is going to go up even more. So uh, for the time being, Nathan McKinnon is going to be your highest paid player, but I don't think he will be for the eight-year entirety of that contract. Oh, no, no chance, especially with the cap going up in the near future. Do you think there was some kind of defenseman group chat and P.K. Subban, Sedano Chara, and Keith Yandel all decided today was the day they'd retire all in the same time? Well, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Uh, uh, I don't think any of them are particularly close with one another. Uh, so it, it might have just been, you know, with training camps uh, getting ready to start, they didn't want to be perceived as hanger on, hangers on. I, I don't really know, you know, how to answer that question, Christian. But uh, if you're asking me, did they get together? No, I don't think they did. No, it's, uh, it's the a one joke, Kelly. I'm just saying the one, it's kind yeah, of weird the one that surprised me. Today. Yeah, the one that surprised me, though, was P.K. Subban. Uh, only, only from the aspect that, uh, uh, you know, he's the, he's the youngest of the three and he's, you know, he, he's not been beaten up in his career like Zdeno Chera, uh, has in, uh, you know, in Keith Yandel, I think that was a real tough goal for him last year when he had the Ironman streak end and had to uh, take a back seat to some other young guys. I think he, uh, the pride factor is there uh, as well, but, uh, I heard you talking about PK you know, and, and probably moving into the broadcast booth, whatever position or whatever role it is, uh, I, I like the idea of PK Subban uh, being connected to the National Hockey League, uh, Christian, because he's good for the game of hockey. Absolutely. Kelly, appreciate your time tonight. We'll be uh, checking in a lot over the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm getting ready for camp, Christian. Like, you can't joke with me, man. I can't understand Sorry. what a joke is when I'm getting ready for camp. I'm getting focused. Right, Kelly. Kelly's locked in for training camp. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. And thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to